When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Tuesday, my friends. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Don't forget, of course, I'm back on drive all this week from 4pm. Now, we begin today's podcasty thing with more reaction to the resignation of the Spanish Football Federation President Luis Rubiales. Rubiales revealed he'd be resigning from his position in a world-exclusive interview on Talk TV with Piers Morgan, which will air this week. In a moment, we'll get the reaction to the interview and subsequent resignation from TalkSport's Shabana Hearn and Simon Jordan. But first, let's hear from Piers himself, who gave his take on the interview to Monday morning's breakfast show. He absolutely accepts he should never have done what he did, that his behaviour was right. unacceptable, inappropriate, uh, and it took all the spotlight, of course, away from what was an incredible win for the Spanish women's team. And so he, he doesn't try and dispute any of that. The, the point of dispute is that he is adamant that what happened was consensual and he's now facing a potential criminal prosecution. Jenny Hermoso has now advanced that so that, that he can potentially be prosecuted. And I think it just raises a debate, doesn't it, whether yeah. what we what we all witnessed on that podium could possibly constitute a crime, or whether it was just a guy who got completely carried away, who stole the women's thunder, and should be castigated rightly for that, has now lost his job because of it, as has the coach, of course, who, who led them to this glory. It's a bizarre situation where you've got a team that win a World Cup, and within three weeks, both the coach that took them there and the president of the football station have both lost their job. So it's a strange set of circumstances mm. and I think you know I don't know about you guys I've talked to a lot of people about this and opinions quite split actually over it regardless of what he thinks happened clearly Jenny Hermoso believes that it, she did not give consent for this and there is some footage of her uh, in the aftermath saying that she didn't like it and I don't think you know I, I did put to he's got three daughters I did put to him one of your daughters won a world cup and an older guy president did what you did to your daughter, how would you feel? And his interesting his answer is very interesting about that. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of a lot of tough questions for him. I just I'd be curious what your listeners think because I've, I I put a, a clip up on it on my Instagram yesterday, and I've got to say, a lot of the comments think that this has turned into a unnecessarily savage witch hunt, and that now the guy has quit. Is it really in anyone's interest? This goes on to become a criminal case, and I, I you know, I, I, people can watch the interview and make their own minds up about mm. that, about whether he is a criminal or whether he's just a guy who just got a bit overexcited because his team won the World Cup. I think the footage that we saw. I know that the kiss was the main 
talking point of it all. But for me, the footage that was really derogatory was him grabbing himself in celebration next to the Queen of Spain. And I felt that was the kind of unforgivable action. If the kiss was a moment of emotion and passion and he he did eventually come out and say, you know, I apologise for that. It wasn't meant like that. Um, However, I can't understand what his moment of madness was to grab himself in celebration. He talks about his daughters and stuff. And of course, your your family is everything. And his daughters love him so, 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 so very much. As he's told Piers Morgan there, you can only imagine how they felt watching their dad behave like that. So, yeah, I think had he come out and said, put his hands up and said, I'm sorry. I don't know what I was playing at. Let's try and move forward and apologise to Jenny Hermoso the way he did but they didn't they they falsified a statement they said that they spoke to her it was in agreements that they were going to do this that she stood by him there was just so many grey areas in the aftermath of what we'd already seen if he's saying that it was consensual and she's saying it wasn't why does one person get believed and another person doesn't why does one person not get, not get an opportunity to put his best foot forward and to advance himself in a situation rather than have the narrative build up and build up and build up now he may well be the most despicable man that God ever put breath into. But I'd like to have seen that tested. I'd like to have seen it put to the sword because I get tired of this never-ending building up of, 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 of circumstance. I don't, you know, I want women's football to progress. I want women to be paid commensurate with the commercial value of the game. I want all of these things. I want equal footings. But what I don't like is I don't like agendas. I don't like people that are activists that are serving out their particular brand of what they think is going on and weaponising and using people to do it. I don't know if you should have to resign because you make individual mistakes. I think if there are other things behind the scenes, because what we what we saw was a building narrative of all these other things that were going to be thrown at him and all these other contacts, and he was adamant that he wasn't guilty of these things. And I wanted people, if he were guilty, I wanted him to be taken out for those things. I think in life, if you make a mistake, you make a judgment call, you make a misstep, does that mean the optics in this new this new dawn of social media and immediate media judgment? We are getting judged in everything we do, instantaneously in the court of public opinion. We're not getting judged by facts. I I actually hoped that this man would defend himself, and if he were guilty of all the other things that we're saying that they're throwing allegations against him, those are things that got him. Now, stay with the Breakfast Show. Former England defender Stuart Pearce joined the show yesterday to reflect on England's heavily criticised draw with Ukraine at the weekend. Pearce rushed to the defence of his former England teammate Gareth Southgate and believes he's done a brilliant job whilst in charge of the three lines. Well, there's this sort of transcript, really, that, that sort of suggests, Ali, that he's got such good players that he should be comfortable to win every game now. You know, now I, mm. I do quantify the fact that he's got a decent squad of players, but every time we go into a game now, and it gets a little bit boring with me, that there's two narratives if the team don't well. Harry Maguire shouldn't be in the squad and, and Gareth mm. is is a negative coach, you know, yeah. which I don't subscribe with either, to be quite honest with you. Mm. Um, what he's done consistently, Gareth, since he's taken over is, is, you know, he's built everything. Every element of England on and off the pitch is better with mm. Gareth Southgate, you know, and... We've been to finals, we've been to semi-finals, you know, the, the squad all turn up, the injured players turn up readily, they all want to be part of that. That didn't happen, you know. People, you know, ducked squads and all that type of thing yep. before Gareth. So, all of those type of things. So, I don't subscribe to that, I must say. Now, Hansi Flick was sacked as German manager on Sunday afternoon. They'd lost four of their past five games under the ex-Bayern boss 
culminating in an embarrassing 4-1 defeat against Japan on Saturday. German football broadcaster Konstantin Eckner joined Monday's White and Jordan show to reflect on the sacking and predict who might be in line to take over. It's the first time that actually the German Football Association has fired a head coach. Uh, that hasn't happened before. And usually they tend to stick to their their manager and, and try to overcome these valleys. Um, but this time, because Hansi Flick has only won 12 of his 25 games in charge, looking forward next year, um, Germany is hosting the European Championship. So there is a lot of pressure. Um, and, and then the uh, Football Association, the higher-ups, have decided that it, it's enough. I mean, of course, if a club would be available, everyone would be up in arms and, 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 and uh, yeah, and, and, and be cheerful about uh, him uh, taking over the German national team. But I don't know if anyone actually believes that he is available because he is at Liverpool and, and he has committed to the club. And is even Liverpool, are they ready to let him go at this point in time? I don't think so. Um, so, I mean, there was always the, the dream scenario of Klopp maybe succeeding Hansi Flick in a few years when he's like done with Liverpool and wants something new and maybe uh, at, a, at a later stage in his career, maybe um, then decides to take over a national team and the Germany national team. But right now, I don't, I don't really think anyone believes that club is available. Now, Tuxbook Sam Ellard caught up with ex-England and Chelsea captain John Terry yesterday's BGC Charity Day. Terry gave his take on England under Gareth Southgate, Chelsea's start to life with Pochettino and his love of Ali McQuist. John, thank you very much for, for speaking with TalkSport. Now, I know you're a big TalkSport fan. Come on, often we see Instagram stories of you in your car, TalkSport on the radio, you're tagging in Gabby Abon, Lahore, Nadia McCoyshu. Do you always have it on, on, the, on the way to work? I do, always on the way to work. Used to cover my Leicester and Aston Villa journey days <laughs> back in the day, but um, back at Chelsea now, so I've got a five-minute ride, so I do get my five-minute fix of the boys now, but uh, they're doing a great job, so keep it up, lads. And obviously, Gabby Abonahor, someone you know, is he, uh, is he uh, your favourite on TalkSport? Do you want to <laughs> name drop any favourite, someone that you love listening to? No, Ali's my favourite. Is he? <laughs> Sorry, Gabs. <laughs> I think Ali McCoy is everyone's favourite, isn't yeah, he? No, he is, yeah. No, I love Gabs as well. So, uh, if there was one player in the dressing room that wouldn't have gone into TV or radio, it would have been Gabs, so it's good to see him. Good to to see him in the media side of it enjoying it and in terms of, of Chelsea obviously it's really really early days this season um, what have you made of, of Chelsea under the new manager Mauricio Pochettino yeah well I love Poch I've, I've met him a couple of times and had the privilege to be around him at the training ground and he's, uh, he works the players very hard tactically amazing and uh, I think given time he, he's definitely the right man for the job and listen Man City are run away with it aren't they at the moment so I think it's everyone else behind them and um, we've got a lot, lot of young players that need a little bit of time, so patience is going to be needed from the supporters and from everyone. We've had a good 20 years run, and hopefully those good times will come back. International break going on at the moment, just a year away from the European Championships. Um, some people might say, look at this England team, stacked full of so many good players. We want to see maybe more exciting football, attacking football. Where do you kind of, kind of stand on that? Do you think... Do you sometimes think, oh, we need that extra attacking player in, in midfield? Are you, are you happy with where England are at going into the Euros? Um, I'm very happy where England are at. Obviously, it wasn't the best performance or result against Ukraine, but at the same time, I think I'm all about winning football matches. I'm not too, too fussed about how we play, how we get there or how we do it. Different teams, you've got to mix it up and you've got to find a way to, to break teams down and beat teams because, again, like Man City, England will have and, and face that. I've experienced that as a player where teams sit back and they're a low block and difficult to break you down. England have to find a way, so if that's a long ball, 
then that's what we have to do for 10 minutes. If we have to go and beat teams up for 10 minutes, if we can play through them and, and run behind, then let's do that. We have the talent to do it um, and the experience. So players at this level should be able to find a way. Our last night, TalkSport 2 brought you live commentary of Wales' Euro 2024 qualifier against Latvia. Here's how the game unfolded. Time and games are running out for the Red Dragons to qualify for their third successive European Championships. Drops to Wilson with his back to goal. It goes down inside the penalty area, and that's a penalty. As much as I want to say it's a fair penalty, I don't think it was. And Ramsey makes no mistake, rolls it calmly into the corner, and the Wales fans celebrate in Riga all around the stadium. Sabalniex with the corner. Oh, it's been lost by Ward. And put wide at the far post. Ward got nowhere near that, and Latvia should be level. Slid in towards Wilson. Johnson turns, and the shot from Williams is cleared. Brooks volleys into the ground, six yards out and up over the top. Well, well, well. That was it. Game over. The shot is fired in, and it's just wide of the near post. It ripples the side netting for Latvia. Well, my stomach turned there. There's one chance coming. You can feel it. And Wales now can break. They've got Brooks in field. Brooks will clip it over the goalkeeper. And David Brooks has scored. What a moment for him. And there is so much relief amidst the celebrations in Riga. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This episode of the Talksport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. And don't forget, of course, TalkSport brings you live commentary of Scotland against England in a special 150th anniversary heritage match at Hamden Park. Ahead of the game, we heard from Scotland boss Stevie Clark and England gaffer Gareth Southgate. Gordon McQueen, header, big man, sadly no longer with us. I remember that one, he, he jumped so high. Incredible, incredible goal. I remember as a young man, uh, the year we got banned from, the Scotland fans got banned for going to Wembley. I remember being there. My sister and her husband lived in London at that time, and he was in the he was in the Met Police, so we managed to get a couple of tickets for us. 
I remember somewhere between the stadium and getting back to my sister's house, I lost my young brother, Michael. And my sister gave me an absolute hell of a time. But he turned up eventually. He jumped in somebody's car and got a lift back in because the tubes were off, the buses were off, he had to walk. So he managed to get a lift off some random geezer and made his way back. <laughs> I'd have been 16 at the time, so Michael would have been 12. So I can, imagine, I can understand now why my sister was so upset. I suppose that's what this fixture does when you ask folk that they have all these sort of the memories. It just shows you that how big this fixture is in world football, and you know how the Scots really do hold this fixture kind of close to them when it when these types of things happen. Yeah, I think so. Obviously, we do, but I think the English hold them quite close as well. They like to beat us. Don't 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 make any mistake about that. Don't think it's more important to Scotland than it is to England. Having lived in England for, as I said, quite a long time. I understand it means a lot to them as well. The memories are great. You know, they, I think we became world champions when we won in 67, didn't we? So all the little things, all the little memories. Uh, the 9-3 game, maybe not such a good memory. So there's, there's loads of memories for, for everybody to have. And hopefully after this one, we can give them a few more. I have to focus on what are the right decisions to win football matches? What are the right decisions to build the team spirit? Looking after my players. So I kind of know the cycle and I know everything that would go on after not winning. And occasionally when we do win anyway. So it, it's, um, for me, focus on the things I can affect and not be distracted by anything from outside, really. He's the most unsuccessful manager. I mean, with all this, he had quarter of a billion pounds of talent in the middle of the park. And what did he say in his interview? Oh, the pitch was a bit uneven and all that. What a load of nonsense. Beirut, would, would you get rid now? They should have got rid of him five years ago. There have been moments, without a doubt, but uh, I, I'm kind of through that, really. Um, I think it's an advantage of having been in the job a while because... Clearly, that might have affected managers before, and it can stop you making strong decisions. It can stop you making decisions for the right reasons. You can be you could be swayed by opinion. So, um, but it's not it's not the route to go. And um, in the end, I'd rather be judged on doing things my way um, because I'm the only one with all the detail, all the facts all the understanding of everything that's going on when I make those calls. This match may be regarded as a friendly, but nothing could be further from the truth when it comes to the great rivalry between the Scots and the old enemy. Let's look back at some of the defining moments from this iconic fixture. Then I saw her face Now I'm a believer What better place to start? than with the day Scotland declared themselves world champions back in 1967. On the very same Wembley turf that England had beaten West Germany the year before, the Scots won 3-2 to get one over on Sir Alf Ramsey's side. It wasn't just the result that made this one of Scotland's sweetest days, but also the moment their legendary midfield man Jim Baxter played keepy-uppy with the ball as the World Cup holders were taunted. Scotland slowing it down, taking the mickey out of this England side. Gascoigne, you can finish it here! The three Lions 2-0 win and that Gaza goal at Euro 96 will always be remembered whenever these two sides meet. Gascoigne's piece of magic came immediately after David Seaman's penalty save. It also brought us that infamous dentist chair celebration 
as Wembley bathed in the glorious sunshine of that amazing summer of football. And finally, we have the most recent meeting between the two sides, that nil-nil draw in the group stage at Euro 2020. A result that had two very different reactions from both sides. It's a night of immense frustration for England. A heroic performance from Steve Clark's boys. England went on to reach the final, while Scotland went out in the group stages. So what moments will this classic rivalry conjure up this time? Find out as Scotland take on England at Hampden Park, live on TalkSport. Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Gosling TalkSport daily podcasts out first in the morning. Do what you've got to do to get it until then. Thanks for listening. Have a good day. Above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.